Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When the red red robin comes bob bob bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his home. time goal from Maka to take a point that could yet prove vital but the fight to stay in the championship will go down to the final day welcome to Charlton Live So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. My name is Louis Mendez and we have an absolutely packed show for you this evening as we get ready to try and work out the permutations to what we'll see the addicts stay up or go down on the final day as we travel to Leeds. We'll be looking back of course at yesterday's 2-2 draw with Wigan as well and we'll discuss whether we think the addicts can beat the drop. Joining me on the phone to do just that. First of all, we've got Mr. Tom Wonder who's been busy spatchcocking the chicken this afternoon. How you doing, Tom? I'm alright, thank you. Yeah, how did the spatchcocking go? Alright, yeah, very well. Very moist, very <laughs> moist. So it was lovely, thank you. Good, excellent. Also joining us here uh, on the phone is Nathan Muller. How you doing, Nath? Living the dream, mate. Mm. Not had uh, not had anything moist, as Tom has. Not been um, cooking at all, eh? Uh, nah, not really. I, I don't even know what I'm going to have yet. I need yeah. to decide, really. But hopefully I'll get some inspiration from... Uh, 
Either Tom with his moist chicken or uh, Mark. <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah we'll keep, keep us updated on Twitter as to what you end up having for dinner. And uh, finally, a man who I'm sure has spatchcocked many a beast in his time is Mark Newbury. How are you doing, Mark? I'm good. You name it, I can spatchcock it. Excellent. Yeah. The chef the chef strikes again. Well, good to have you all on the phone for this evening's show. So, like I said, we'll be looking back at yesterday's 2-2 draw with Wigan, our penultimate game of the season. But also, I think, really, we ought to discuss the permutations going into the final day. So, Tom, just before we dive into those permutations, how are you feeling ahead of it? Uh, terrified. <laughs> Sick. Uh, don't really want to watch it. Um, yeah, everything that you, you hate about being a football fan, basically. But um, I will watch, obviously. I'll be ready. Um, just hope, if nothing else, let's just get our win because then we haven't got to worry about anything else because I've read through the permutation six or seven times and I still can't get my head around it. So, um, yeah, just win. Mm. Yeah, well, that's certainly the easiest one. Right, so I've written down the permutations. I spent about an hour with my uh, little Excel uh, league table working out different results and what could happen. So I'm, I'm going to take you through the list now. So I, I'll, I'll tell you first of all, so this is how the table is looking currently, assuming that Wigan do get their 12-point deduction. So if that is the case, Hull are bottom on 45 points. Um, they can't realistically catch us because their goal difference is worse than ours by 16 and they're three points behind us. So in the permutations, I'm not count- counting Hull. Now, Barnsley, by the sounds of it, they deserved it, but they did score a 93rd minute winner against Nottingham Forest this afternoon, which keeps their hopes of staying up alive. Also means it's another club for us to worry about because they're on 46 points. We're on 48. So they can catch us if we lose and they win. Uh, if we draw, they can equal our points, but their goal difference is much worse again. So you'll hear that in the permutations. Now, Wigan, assuming they get their 12-point deduction, are on 46 points um, in the uh, inside the relegation zone. Their goal difference is much better than ours, so they're two points behind us. But because, realistically, they've actually played a lot better than us this season, their goal difference is a plus one, whereas ours is a minus 11. So if we end up on the same points as Wigan, they can finish above us. Luton now are in 21st, again, assuming this 12-point deduction has gone through. They're on 48 points, so they're on the same points as us after their late winner up at Hull yesterday. Um, Their goal difference is minus 29 compared to our minus 11. So realistically, if we finish on the same points as Luton, they won't finish above us. But if uh, they better our result at Leeds, uh, then they will finish above us. So let's have a look at these permutations then. So easiest one, Charlton win, then we're safe. There's no way that with goal difference and everything going on below us that we can go down, assuming the Wigan deduction goes through. I haven't worked this out with it without the Wigan deduction. I feel bad about that because maybe a few weeks ago, I was sort of thinking... You know, I'd, I'd rather do the moral, the correct thing and stay up and not worry about Wigan. Now it's got down to the nitty gritty of it. Right, we just need to win. It doesn't matter. We just need to finish above Wigan, even with their 12 points. Sorry, lads. Right, so if we win, we're safe. That's it. If we if if we draw at Leeds, if we draw at Leeds and Wigan fail to beat Fulham, then we're safe because there won't be uh, enough teams that can jump over us. But if Wigan do beat Fulham and we've drawn, uh, but Luton fail to beat Blackburn, then we're safe. So if Luton draw against Blackburn, but Wigan have beaten Fulham, we're safe. If Wigan and Luton both win and we've drawn at Leeds, we're down. If we get a point, Barnsley can't realistically catch us on goal difference. So we've only really got um, Wigan and Luton to worry about. Now, this is the, the nightmare scenario. If we lose at Leeds, the champions of uh, of the division, who you know everyone was hoping they'd take their foot off the gas a little bit. Well, they went and got a, quite a tidy 3-1 win uh, over Derby County uh, this afternoon. So if we lose at Leeds, if Wigan lose or draw against Fulham, then a Barnsley win coupled with a Luton draw or win would relegate us. 
If Wigan lose or draw against Fulham, then a Luton win or draw and a Barnsley draw or defeat and we'll be fine. If Wigan beat Fulham and we've lost at Leeds, then a Luton draw would relegate us. A Luton defeat but a Barnsley win, if Wigan have beaten Fulham, will also relegate us. A Luton defeat but a Barnsley draw or defeat will be okay even if Wigan have beaten Fulham. So there you go, Nathan. Written it all down for you. Which one's going to happen? Uh, we'll win. Yeah. <laughs> Based on what? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know, I was, I was thinking like, earlier, it's like, if you cast, if you think back to, um, so watching the Man United-Chelsea game at Wembley, I was just thinking that, I don't think I could ever wake up in the morning and like, be scared of, of football and stuff as much as I was last year. And um, that obviously turned out to be all right. But, I mean, yeah, like, like Tom said, he was terrified. He is. Bloody horrible, isn't it? But um, I think we, we obviously earned our right to be there and it's it's good to be there. But I just think it's such a Charlton thing to do that we'll go there and win. Honestly, I don't know why. And I said to you boys, it wouldn't surprise me if all four of those teams down the bottom win. Mm. I know it's very unlikely, but I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, every every like game week there is, we're like, oh, no, this is going to happen. This, and both said it. So you're never going to... You can't predict it. But... Mm. Um, I mean, it's hard. It's hard not to sit there and go, "Well, if this happens," and but I mean, you've got two ways. You can either say, "Right, what's the worst case?" and we lose, and then you start looking at other results, or you just forget about that and just focus on ourselves. And if we can win, which there is a chance that we can win, you know, Barnsley played well against Leeds, you know, and um, but I, I think I think we might do it somehow, you know. I know. I remember there was. A, I can't remember what gate was when I think Pierce scored with his bum or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, against Blackburn. Like exactly, or something like that. It wasn't surprised we'd do that. So um, I'm hoping onto that. And then listen. At the end of the day, it's, if if the worst does happen, it's like if we we was gonna go down on PPG. So we've had the top, We've had our own chances to do it, and we can only blame ourselves. Unfortunately, do you know mm. what I mean? But. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 still fairly confident, especially now that Leeds have won it and champions. My fear was that they had to win at home to be champions. But um, I'm not saying that they're going to give us an easy ride because they're a good team. But um, I think we've got every chance, mate, and I think we'll probably do it. Yeah, well, I, I wish I shared your optimism, but I mean, you so what I'm looking at the Leeds fixtures, Mark, and over the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine at home, they've won seven of the last nine at home. They drew with Luton. And they were beaten by Wigan, funnily enough. So they have lost to teams or dropped points to teams down there. Um, you know, our record against the top six this season, only one defeat against sides in the top six. That was at Brentford a couple of weeks ago. I mean, it's the, the, we, we aren't talking about the... We're not in the realms of something that's completely impossible to happen. I guess we need to get that into our mind. We need, we need, we need to understand that this is two championship football teams who a team we've already beaten this season. I think I forget that as well. We've already beaten Leeds this season. If we can do it once more then we don't need to worry. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather be where we are than the teams than Luton or Hull below us or Wigan, you know, potentially, or Barnsley, because they're, they're looking up at us and saying, right, you know, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. No, no one knows. I think the worst scenario possibly is that Luton score an early goal on Wednesday night and then we're just going to be going, oh, God, you know, this is what we need. Now the pressure is going to really come through on us, but you know you can't affect any other team. You know it's just he's got a, whoever Bowyer selects for that for that eleven on Wednesday night. He's got to have them ready. He's got to have them pumped. He's got to have them shooting at goal as you know as soon as they see it. 
Um, and I think there were flashes in, in yesterday's game where we just looked like such a good team. There were flashes where we looked like a team who deserved to be in League One. Um, so it's, it's 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 difficult. But I say you can't if you worry about everyone else and there's like all that time you've spent with so many permutations. You know, no, no one, no one can, can can call it. I mean, we know what we hope, and I can't. You know, I think looking at the teams below us, I think they've not got easy rides. I think I know Blackburn don't have anything to play for, but as I said to you off air, I don't think their managers were type was going to let them take their foot off the gas. And remember, a lot of players are still going to be playing for contracts and stuff like that. I mean, they might be mid-table. But, you know, that could be the difference between someone getting a contract for next year and next season. And because football's up in the air, you just don't know what kind of team's going to turn up. And Leeds, I mean, they were always going to spank Derby today, um, only because of all the issues they have between those two clubs. Um, so, I, I'm, am I confident for Wednesday night? No. Am I just totally despondent and panicking about it no I'm not I'm thinking I'm pretty much right down right down the middle of the line for everything you know it's whatever way it goes mm, yeah I mean it is it is so hard to call but I mean, so Tom if we do look at the other sides the other sides in that in 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 that shake up down the bottom Brentford against Barnsley on paper you know Brentford are going for automatic promotion still uh, Barnsley though playing well you know they gave Leeds a real scare last week they uh, beat a decent Nottingham Forest side today Wigan versus Fulham look Wigan are a good team okay they're form wise you know they're, they're right up there Fulham again outside chance of automatic promotion a decent team not quite Brentford's level in my opinion but a, a decent team Luton v Blackburn you know as Mark said you'd hope they won't take their foot off the gas but for me, I've I, I've nailed that on as a home win. Again, probably wrong to try and predict these things, but the, the thing that scares me is I think Wigan and Luton are two teams that I think re- have realistic chances of winning their game, and 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 that would make it a lot tougher for us. Yeah, and I think those are teams that I think one of them you mentioned already, both, or was it both of those two, or certainly one of them had got a result against Leeds already, so. They seem like a bit like us, really, the sort of sides that can go to teams at the top of this division and get results. And I think that's one of the things that makes the championship as exciting as it is. Is you know we've, as you said, lost one out of what eleven games against the top six, which is absolutely ridiculous considering we're about to go down. You wouldn't see, I don't know, like a, a Norwich City or something like that having that sort of record against the top six in the Premier League. So. For a neutral, it makes the league so, so exciting. But when you're down there, it's terrifying because, as you say, you, you go into that final day. And if you just looked at it on paper, you look at where um, Brentford and Fulham are and you think, right, well, those those results are nailed on. But you, you just can't predict it because we're going to have been on such a good run. Luton, as you say, got that result yesterday, so they're going to be in really good spirits. And it's just as you said we can't rely on them and I think Mark is spot on that I 100% would rather be where we are than than where they are and of course we have to go out there and just get our own result because if we can and do none of this matters but you know if we were to go a goal down early on you're just going to spend that whole time checking all the other scores to know what's going on and the players are going to know it as well I know the fans aren't going to be there to you know cheer when a goal goes in somewhere else but the management I'm sure are going to know and you know, if we're one nil down and suddenly Bowyer's putting four strikers on with ten minutes left, that probably tells them that there's stuff not going our way elsewhere. So, yeah, I just 
like you and I think like the other guys have said I don't feel like we can rely on the other clubs which means we need to go there and, and do the job ourselves um, and if we can't do that then it's just going to be a case of hoping hoping that those other results go our way but it's just going to be so tight you know going into the 89th minute I don't reckon it's going to be sorted I don't reckon it's going to be 3-0 somewhere 3-0 somewhere else you know they're going to be nil nils and one nils, and there's going to be last minute goals all around the division on a Wednesday night that will affect that relegation zone. Um, and I just hope it ends in our favour. Yeah, it's going to be one hell of a roller coaster ride up at Ellen Road on Wednesday evening. I've, I am absolutely dreading it, but I'll be there. Uh, doing uh, my best to try and keep up with everything that's going on now. Of course, the fact that we got a last-minute equaliser against Wigan yesterday has made it look slightly different. We haven't got that. We'd be sat in the bottom three right now. So that was a massive, massive goal uh, from McCauley Bond in added on time. I think maybe we should listen to the highlights of yesterday's game, the game with Wigan at the Valley. Over on Valley Pass, once again, Laurie Wilson was guesting alongside Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Received the ball off Dylan Phillips in his own area and he's under pressure from low and it's... uh... Nervous again from Charlton and the ball's given straight to Naismith on the left-hand side from the clearance. Up against Naby Sarr, goes past him on the right, chip ball back across. It's uh, Moore with a header and it's saved somehow, but then headed in by Lowe and Charlton. A 1-0 down, I thought at first Phillips had saved it, but Charlton defensively a little bit all over the place there. Well, there's been warning signs early on with the closing down and the pressure. And Laurie just mentioned there about Charlton's defensive unit not quite covering on that left-hand side, but this time it's just of their own doing. It's a goal kick, they play short and Locke is caught and he just needs support or he needs to just get rid of it. He just plays it across and it falls nicely to Naismith who crosses it in and more with the header. It's a great save from Dylan Phillips and as you say, Terry, I think Charlton thought they got away with it, but Lowe just bundled it in and it's not the start Charlton wanted. Charlton have been playing a little bit strange for me, to be honest. From the halfway line up, they've been the mindset of, right, we're going to put it in behind Wigan, we're going to go up fast and quick and work off that. And then from the back, they seem to be trying to play it out from the back and it's just not been working. Sarr takes over just on the halfway line. Tries to switch it across to Matthews and this time he's found him. Matthews, halfway inside the Wigan half, on the right. Ball into the box, looking for Davis. It's a bit long. That's it, but a shot! What a finish! What a finish from the young man! Come on! That's outstanding! Absolutely outstanding! The switch from Naby Sarr to Matthews on this right-hand side. Almost an instant ball across. Went beyond everybody in the penalty area. Towards Alfie Doughty at the far side of the six-yard box. And he planted his shot to the left-hand side of... David Marshall and Charlton are back on level terms. Well, that is outstanding. Absolutely outstanding from the youngster. The ball in for Matthews was decent towards the back post, but I think everyone just expected Doughty to potentially control it, take his man on. But no, that young man with that volley, superb. And Charlton are level. When you plan that formation as well, you know, with the wing backs, that that is that is the ideal goal. That is to have to have a one wing back crossing the ball and the other wing back putting the ball in the back of the net. It's fantastic. And that's resulted in this corner, which uh, Cullen's gone over in front of the scoreboard to take. Movement in the middle. It's a, in, right into the centre. Pierce is there. Oh, oh, just can't get there on the side, and he kicks the hoardings in frustration. Excuse me. It just bounced up. Beyond Naby Sarr, I mean, it shows you how high it bounces if Naby can't get down there. Down line is cut out by Naby Sarr, brings the ball forward. He's a little bit of composure here, Sarr, and he's still bringing the ball forward. Good he spot. looks for a switch to Peyton. McCauley Bond, it's a lovely ball. McCauley Bond in for a goal on his left foot. McCauley Bond, wow. saved by Marshall. The first touch wasn't the greatest. He got it onto his weaker foot. 
And it's one on one with the goalkeeper, and Marshall toe pokes it out for a corner. He won't want to look across to uh, Lee Bowyer at this point. All inside to Forskowski, look for the give and go. Oh, Bond's got it back. The penalty goes down in the box. Chance screen for a penalty, not given by the referee. And we can clear the ball up long, forward towards low. And Lockyer wins the ball, and that should be a foul. And Charlton is screaming at the referee. Anybody getting a, a sense of deja vu here? To the left to Robinson. Trying to take it past Matthews, but Cullen's there as well. And Cullen's got the challenge, but we're going to have it back with low forward to Robinson. Shooting opportunity, ball towards the far post. It's a free goal for Dow. It's a tap in. And despite all this Charlton pressure, is Wigan who get the second. I'm not sure whether it's a foul on Josh in the middle there. I mean, that's what he's saying. That's what he's pleading, isn't he? But then, but then, even 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 though they've won it back, it's, you know, the cross and the back stick, nobody free at the back stick. Ball down the line finds Morsi. Morsi bringing the ball forward, but there is the half-time whistle as Cholton going to the break. With gold Sar over it for Cholton. Waiting for the referee's whistle, who now blows. Naby Sar strides forward. Sar hits it. It's deflection. Ooh. Awkward for the goalkeeper who just palms it away. Seven minutes. Six minutes of added time. Sends it long. Nike can't get there before uh, Balogun. It's uh, well, almost run through to Roberts, but Lockyer picked it off and it's out to Matthews. Sends this ball forward. And Nike again trying. This gets a oh, flick on to Bond. Will he take the shot away? Yeah, yeah. yes! McCauley Bond has scored! Come on! A vital goal for the Addicts! This time, the chip ball forward was met by Anike. He flicked onto his strike partner, McCauley Bond, who slid it past Marshall and Charlton are back on level terms. Well, that's the lifeline Charlton wanted. A City, if you're not going to win this game, don't lose it. It's a long ball forward. It's well won by Chuck Sanike. Bond controls it, opens his body up and just slots it into the corner. How vital could that goal be for Cholton? That's the first time that Chuck's has won, won an actual flick on from the first time, that is. Bond's in exactly the right place and the confidence that he probably should have had the first time. In front of him, step over, trying to get the cross in. Chip ball back over, headed away by Balligan. That's the ah. final whistle. <coughs> It's a point. It could have been worse. It could have been better. And Charlton got a point here in the valley. When at one time it looked like we'd get nothing. Well, there we go then, Nathan. Um, at the time, I don't think it really sunk in with me how important that goal was. It was only it's only when I started putting in a few numbers after I was like, well, actually, that that means we can't drop into the bottom three until you know today or yesterday. Um, at the time, I was, you know, I I went into that game with such a mindset of we have to win that when we were only drawing at the end, I was still thinking I'm not sure. But I mean, psychologically, not being able to drop into that bottom three before Wednesday was pro probably pretty big for the players. Yeah, of course it was. I think um, obviously going into the game, a lot of it, um, including myself, was a you know we've got to win this, we have to win this. Um, and obviously, if you're not going to win the game, you just, you just make sure you don't lose it, which we didn't. But um, I think the thing was, is that, you know, I was probably the same as you. I didn't really, I mean, obviously, when it happened, I was delighted, but I didn't think of it, um, how big it was for, for us. And to be fair, also to Wigan, I didn't realise um, if they kept hold of that win, that they would have been, you know, a lot better. Well, they'd be out, even if they had the deduction, they'd be out the bottom three, wouldn't they, I think? But, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a massive, massive goal. And, 
Um, and it was, it, in a way, it was, it, it, I was happy for Maka because obviously, um, you obviously missed that, missed that chance of one on one, and and then you start thinking, I oh, know, is all I was going through the whole game is going to go right, it's going to finish two one, we're going to have the same press conference, he's going to he's going to say the same things, which he's probably, you know, he probably is saying the same things, but you know, that is what happens if we're not taking our chances, we're not taking our chances, but. Absolutely huge, absolutely huge, and we was we were saying um, we were saying just before we come on, weren't we, about late goals and stuff? And I think that is that the eleventh eleventh game this season that has been going in ninetieth minute or something. But um, it's just insane, and, I, and that's what I'm worried on on Wednesday is is if you have uh, who was it, um, you know, like a a, a Luton, a, a Brentford, or a Fulham. If it's nil nil in those two games, they have to win to have any chance of. Getting in, it's getting in second. Let's say West Brom are drawing nil nil as well. They're going to go hell for bent to get a, to get a, a winner because if they lose, it doesn't matter. They've got the playoffs, and that and if they get caught on the break, that's what I'm worried of. Like Tom said, it'll be if it's a cagey draw. Um, but last minute goals this season just seem to be happening every single week, and a lot of the time it seems to us that all oh, we're always involved in it. But yeah, delighted that we obviously got a draw yesterday and. Um, it just, it, it, I think mentally for the players as well. I mean, you've seen a lot of it on Twitter and social media from Piercy and Nabs and Mako and stuff. And I think it'll mean so much more. And that, that little bit of a boost um, could could give give us that little extra ten percent up at Leeds. So yeah, hugely important. Yeah, I mean, Mark, the the, the game itself, as Nathan mentioned. Um... You know, it, it felt very similar to some of the some of the ones we've had recently. You missed chances, a penalty appeal that was that was turned down, um, and I was sort of dreading going into those last five minutes because I thought it was a carbon copy of some of the games we've had over the last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, we were sort of like architects of our own downfall. We gave them two goals, you know, straight off, and it was it was disappointing because especially after we equalised so quickly, and then to give away such a silly second goal. And yes, we should have had the penalty and, you know, from from whatever angles it was, I mean, Burns caught him and Burns knows that because the way he's reacted to Bond to, to like call him a cheat is really covering his own bum because he knows he's caught him and the referee's bottled it and Linesman's not on the other side so he's not going to call it from where he is. Um, it's, it's disappointing. I mean, it was great to see the, you know, equaliser and yes, Macca should have you know, finished the first one when he was one on one because it was a beautiful ball to him from um, Nabs across, and you're thinking, like, oh, he's going to slot this, and that's it. And then, like, like Bo's been reiterating, you know, if you score that second goal, you know, you think the game's, game's probably going to be over. You know, but we, we're making it hard for ourselves in each and every way. Um, and I've always said, you know, we've talked many times on the show, and I said, you know, could you put a team out which could beat us? I'm thinking, well, I know tactically. You know, I think where we're weak, and I think as a centre halves, you know, Naby's a good passer of the ball, but we don't have someone who's really that comfortable of dribbling the ball out. And you know, it's not the first time Lockyer has been caught, you know, and he's been caught out and he can't recover from it. Um, I think he's a good player. I just don't think he's come back in the greatest of form, if I'm honest. And I think the first goal was down down to him. Yeah, and, it was. A- you know, a team like Wigan. 
you know, they, 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 they scored eight the week before, or they, they, they're in good form up front, and they weren't going to miss the chances we guilt played for them. Mm, yeah, it was it was it was such a disappointing opening to the game there. And Mark talked about the goal we conceded, so I get, it, it was vital, Tom, that we weren't behind for too long. And obviously, it was only two minutes later that, that Alfie Doughty gets his second of the season. It was a, it was a wonderful finish. It was a fine goal uh, as well. And as we heard there from Laurie Wilson in the commentary highlights, um, I mean, if, if you're playing wing backs, that's exactly like a goal, the sort of goal you'd love to score. One of them crossing to the, the other one coming in deep on the far post. Yeah, and. That first 10 minutes, we, we looked so nervous. And that the, obviously the goal came from a bit of an error, but we were giving balls away all over the place and we were knocking it around the back. And I put something on Twitter, and I think Laurie Wilson said it on commentary as well, that our forward two looked handy in that first 10 minutes, Davison and, and Bon, and I'm sure we'll talk about both of them a bit later. But we weren't moving it forward to them anywhere near quick enough. We were just passing it around the back and Wigan were, were capitalising on that. But then we did move the ball forward, not to the front two, but out wide. And as you say one side across to the other and, and Darity got himself in position um, and I know he's, he'd got that one goal already for us but it, it was just such a cultured finish from such a young player and I know he's looked good in recent games but it's more been from a provider rather than a, a finisher but it was a really cultured finish from someone so young and someone who's not you know not a forward um, and a brilliant goal and as you said to come so quickly and then from that point on it was like we were a different side and one of the other boys said it earlier that there were times during yesterday's game where we looked like a really, really good side. And I think for about 15 minutes after that first goal was one of those periods where Wigan then couldn't get near us. It was like all of the confidence had been breathed back into us. And that's why if we come on to sort of preview the Leeds game a bit later on, the first goal is just so important. And we've said it plenty of times this season because when we get that goal, we just look like such a comfortable side. But if we go behind, we struggle. And that's why it was so important uh, on Saturday yesterday to to make sure that we weren't behind for long. Mm, yeah, I think the the stat I've seen is that we've only uh, we've only come from behind to win once this season, which I think was against Bristol City on uh, on, on on Boxing Day. Which yeah, just shows how the, the confidence can drain out of that side. Nathan, um, so we got that leveller. Um, I mean, a couple of things for you to talk about here, really. But I mean, obviously. Macaulay Bond's penalty shout, which for me looked looked quite clear cut on the replay, but I mean once again a one on one miss. Um I looked straight over to Boyer after Bond it was a superb ball from, from Nabi Saab. I looked straight over to Lee Boyer once Bond missed that and he was throwing his arms around in, in disgust and I thought, you know what, you know, Macaulay's in for it when he gets back into the changing room. Yeah, you and listen, I think the, the, I think the thing for me is the way that the boy is probably getting frustrated is because he sees him every day in training. You know, I know he was he was playing at a lower level last year, um, but for me, if you're a natural finisher, that's technical ability which you don't lose overnight. You don't, yeah, you you might get different, ch- you know, different chances in at that level of football. He may get more chances, um, or he might have to improve his movement or his, you know, his game intelligence. But technically. Um, he knows that he's got it in his locker and I think when, when he went through on goal the only thing that surprised me with Mac is I think he had to go on his left foot um, and I know he came in at an angle but he still had quite a lot he, he could have had a bit more time to sort of shift his body And but I don't know did he snatch it? I don't know maybe the pressure got to him but um, yeah it was disappointing because we know that he's a good finisher um, you know he scored what 11 now and he's joined with Lyle and, and he's coming from a lower league um so I don't know if I've said it in recent weeks. So you know, he's not missing on purpose. You know, then that's what we've got to remember. He's not missing these chances on purpose. School season, but mm. um, it was disappointing. And, and 
and Bowie, you know, he's only doing it to make him better. And like I said, the reason that Bowie's throwing his arms up and he gets angry and he's mentioned stuff in the, the press is just because he knows that he can finish. And it's just like, you've, you know, you might only get that one chance. We're not a team that, obviously, definitely since we've come back from the restart, we're not a team that will create hundreds of chances a game like other teams do so when we do get that opportunity we just need that little bit more composure which in fairness to Maka in the last minute when it mattered it did mm, yeah and that's what I was going to bring up next I mean I, I thought in that second half we huffed and puffed but actually we didn't create too many clear cut chances going into those last last few moments of added time I really didn't feel like we were going to get the level up it was a Nico who'd come on and had been tricky and he won a, won a flick on Mark and it, I mean it took some bottle for McCauley Bond to to measure that finish into the bottom corner because having missed one early on and you know the situation we're in and how late in the in the day it was he probably could have been quite tempted to snatch at that one so to 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 measure it into the bottom corner like that it took some real real nerves of steel there from McCauley Bond. Oh yeah, I mean it was a lovely stroke and you're thinking the fact that he didn't try and kick the leather off it you know probably helped. Um, a lovely stroke pass for keeper and his reaction to it. And it's funny because last week Bo said that he, he was going to, you know, he'd have hiked him off at half time if he, you know, if he could, and he took Albie off. And you're thinking, well, he's missed a one on one and he's kept him on for the second half. So he's told him, you know, go out and redeem himself. And Bo said, oh, you know, it's the best game he's played for me, you know, this season. I'm thinking, I, you know, I don't know, I think the Bristol games are pretty much better than that. He is, you know, for all the excuses we make, so, you know, for where he's come from, like Nathan says, you know, an automatic striker's finish. You know, you're thinking they're going to be doing this day in, day out in training, one-on-ones, finishings. And, you know, I think he's just taking it the wrong way. You're thinking, knock it past the keeper, then roll it in. Um, but then again, you know, do you give the keeper 25% credit for coming down, narrowing the angle? Because if Dylan had done that, we'd be raving about what, what a good keeper he is. You know, but because it's our guys failed to score, we're like, oh, you know, you should have finished it. You know, let's say, look at it from the other way around. If Dylan's got a one on one and he's done exactly the same thing, we'd be saying, wow, what a good keeper. Yeah, so you know you've got to you've got to look at it from both sides. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very fair point. Now, of course, it was mentioned earlier on, Tom, but there a surprise inclusion for Josh Davison yesterday. And we'll hear what Lebo what he had to say about the young striker. Um, but you know, hadn't hadn't played a single minute of uh, of Championship football since we come back from lockdown. I think he had three three starts around the the turn of the year when obviously we're at the very height of our injury crisis. Got his goal, of course, against uh, West Bromwich Albion, and I, I feared you know would, would he be able to make an impact in that in, in, in the time he, he was on from the start but I thought actually he was uh, again a bit of a handful up there for the Wigan defence Yeah I completely agree I think they really struggled to to know how to handle him and, and as I said earlier those front two um, I agree with, with Mark largely that I don't think it was Bond's best game like Boya said but I thought Bond and Davison were a real handful for that, that back four they didn't really ever get them under control at any point and I think the only reason really he had to come off was that he started to tire towards the end because otherwise I think he he looked really good and then even when Chucks came on as well you know like you said I thought they struggled to handle Chucks there were bits in that second half I thought where we looked amazing and as you say we it was frustrating because we didn't really create anything I don't think their keeper had a save to make but if you'd have looked at the possession stats we, we were dominating the passing it was just relentless pressure on them but we just never actually took any shots and yeah I thought um 
Josh had a great performance. I think he'll probably be involved in some capacity um, against Leeds as well. Uh, I don't think he's done himself any discredit in his performance yesterday. Um, and obviously, he's one for the future. Um, but he's already shown, you know, in, in the few appearances he has had this season, that he can play at this level. Um, and it will be exciting if we can keep hold of him to see how he gets on over the the coming seasons, whichever division we're in. Um, but yeah, I thought he had, he had a good game yesterday. Excellent stuff. Right, let's have a listen then to what Lee Bowyer made of yesterday's game with Wigan. And of course, the Addicts boss looks ahead to Wednesday's crucial relegation decider up at Ellen Road. I asked Bowyer after the game how he was feeling after that late, late point against Wigan Athletic. Um, mixed emotions, uh, happy. Um, it's a good point. I think it's the least we deserved. Um, but at the same time, I'm disappointed because... Again, we was the better side. Again, we created better chances, more chances. Um, and again, the officials, I think, have um, have not been brave enough for us. Uh, if you think of the penalties that we've been against us of late, you're telling me that we shouldn't have had... Uh, one, I've looked at them both, both challenges, on both on Macca. First one's a penalty, the second one's not. So, again, something big decision has gone against us. So, um, but overall, I'm pleased that we we keep going and, and and fought to the end and and got a well deserved point. That was the least we deserved. Yeah, as we were sort of coming into the closing stages of that game, I thought we, me and Lee Bowie are going to be having exactly the same conversation we've had over the last few weeks, missed chances and a penalty appeal that looked like it should have been given. So it's a relief, I guess, to get that goal at the end. Um, it means that you cannot drop into the bottom three before the final day, which psychologically is going to be important as well. But obviously the, the fact you weren't able to take the win today means it's going to be a massive, massive ask at Leeds United on Wednesday. Yeah, um, but it's in our hands and that's all you can ask for. Um, if you're in control of your own destiny, it's, it's better than relying on others. And, and I have a group there that, that will keep fighting and keep pushing. We've done it all season and um, just wish we'd had a, a bit more luck here and there to, to help us along the way since we've come back. Because we've been very, very good since we've come back from lockdown. Um, today, no different. Um, two sloppy goals really that we give away but that's that can happen in this division that's the difference you, they went bang bang they had chance chance goal goal um, so that's I guess that's the difference in in, in what you pay for so uh, but yeah I'm, I'm over the moon I'm over the moon that we we was we showed character and, and fight to, to to grind out that, that result and no one more so, I guess, than Macaulay Bono probably would have felt very down after that after that chance he had in the first half. And he, you know, he scored a couple, but he's missed a couple over the, the course of the last few games. So it was a, a big moment for him. Uh, again, hopefully firing for the confidence in, in time for work. Yeah, and and I just I just said to Maka, that's the best game he's played since he's been at the club by a country mile for me. And and that's not because he scored two goals. Did you see how hard he worked? Physically, he was putting his challenging and putting his body on the line. and That's part of the game as well. And and, and I'll be honest with you, I, well, you know, I, I, I had a go at him 
uh, maybe a week or two ago. I can't remember each day rolls into into one there, but I was people might have thought, oh, you're a bit harsh on in there. Um, but that's my job. My job is to push push people and and to bring the best out of them. And and today, I just said to Maka, Maka, right, well done. You you was outstanding. And um, you, you could have easily have gone the other way with with me having a go at him, but he didn't. He, he stood up and and like a man and and he improved. <laughs> is that not good? That, that, that's perfect for me. So um, yeah. I'm I'm really pleased for Maka. He, he deserves all the praise he get after this game because he was he was outstanding from start to finish. I just wanted to talk about again that that penalty appeal. Then in the first half that was on him, it looked like from the videos I've seen that Nathan Byrne appeared to have two arms around McCoy Bond's chest uh, waist there. So lost oh, I think we might have lost Louis there. Um, I think it sounded like he was asking about the about the penalty appeal in the first half. Is yeah, anything it's else? A it's a penalty. I've I've watched it back. It's a penalty. And I just said to the ref after the game, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to ring Alan Wiley and I'm going to tell Alan Wiley again, like I did against after the Reading game. And I said, and I know what he's going to do. On Monday, he's then going to come back to me and apologise again, like he did last week. I know that's going to happen. But that doesn't make anything easier for us. You're talking about massive decisions. We've had three go against us in the last four games. Is there any chance of us getting one? I hate it when I... like. Okay, it's nice of them to hold their hands up and, and apologise, but don't make that make mistake. The offside, like the last week, it's never offside. And then now, this is another big decision. Could be the difference between us staying up and, and, and not staying up. You know, like, can't keep happening every bloody week. Talking about refs and, and, and officials, like, it's, it's wrong. Shouldn't be like that. Yeah, I won't. Uh, I won't dwell on the uh, on another. Uh, it's almost like a carbon copy of the weeks before on refereeing decisions. But um, you started Josh Davison today, and uh, you must have been delighted with the uh, the performance he put in for you. Yeah, this has been really good. You know, um, in training in a small side of games and that. Listen, he's got a lot to learn. Uh, he will fight for absolutely everything, and that's what we needed today. Like. Tamar couldn't start. He he was still tired from from uh, Wednesday. Chucks for us is more of an impact player. When I've started Chucks, he um, he hasn't had the same effect from from if I've started him from when he comes on. You know, like again today he was excellent coming off the bench. So then I thought, you know what, Josh Davis he does well for us in training. He scores scores a lot of goals. In, in the small-sided games we play. Okay, technically we need to work with him, but I know I've got a young lad that's going to run around for me and fight for everything, and that's what we needed today. And it was a case of, okay, you go and do the dirty work if you like and, and, and get them ready for when Chucks comes on. And, and I thought he was excellent. You know, yeah, of course, a couple of times he made the wrong decision, but he's a young lad learning. Both my strikers that I started today was playing non-league a year ago. Like, and now they're playing in the championship. And that's how difficult it is for us. But, but Josh, I thought, I thought he, was, he was very, very good for a young lad. And his first start or first involvement since lockdown, he, um, he should be really, really pleased with himself. You mentioned the um, Chucks uh, being the impact player, of course, coming on, getting the vital flick that uh, picked 
picked out McCauley to uh, to slot that uh, final chance away. And it's uh, it's a it's a strange thing that uh, we could see a last minute goal up at uh, St Andrews and everybody's down. We get a last minute equaliser and it's a different effect. Uh, it still puts everything in our hands, doesn't it? We still you know, our future's in our own hands. Our future's in our hands, and that's all you can ask for going into the last day. Um, Hopefully we get a bit more luck and, and a few more decisions go our way because we, we deserve something. Because yeah. it's been ridiculous that the last two, three weeks, well, two weeks. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll turn up Wednesday and, and we'll be ready and, and we'll, we'll give 100% and, and try and win the game. You made the subs early on um, at half-time. Uh, were, uh, were there any injury problems that caused those subs or was it purely tactical? Yeah, so, so Fieldy got a, a whack on his hip early on in the game and it was just stiffening up, stiffening up and he was struggling to, to move really towards the end of the first half. Um, so just like a bruise that would be. But, but Jake pulled his groin. Um, and again, he couldn't move. So then it was a case of, OK, we'll, we have to make two changes. Fieldy, we could have maybe took the gamble and, and left him on, but there's no point. Like he, he wasn't himself. He got caught in possession. That's not like him either. So, yeah. So that's why we made the subs at halftime. And Josh took a heavy whack uh, <clears throat> late in that second half. Is he okay? He'll be okay. He's got a few stud marks to remind him for the next couple of days. So, uh, but yeah, he'll be okay. Josh is um, really, really tough. He's 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 some boy. He's a, he's a junior kid. And we're uh, off up to Ellen Road on Wednesday, of course, and uh, they've just—I think—they've just been confirmed as champions. Um, might be worth sending a couple of cases of champagne so they can uh, celebrate between now and Wednesday. Yeah, I'll, um, <laughs> then I might send a pub up there <laughs> and just lock them in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm really pleased for Leeds. You know, they—they they deserve it. They're by far the best side in the league. Um, so hopefully they. Uh, continue drinking from there until Wednesday evening. So <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. But um but yeah, we we have to be go there and do the right things ourselves. Well with the way we play today, I think there's there should be confidence in the side <coughs> squad that uh, we can still do a job up there. And I've said that all along, like even today, obviously disappointed from Wednesday, but but coming into this game, like I said to the players, like, look, you you've been the best side. In all the games apart from Brentford, we've been the best side. So, um, again, today, no different. We, we, was, we was better than them. They changed their shape. They changed their shape and matched us up halfway through the first half because we, we was dominating the game. All right, they got their goal, but we gifted it them. So, um, so, yeah, we're in a good place and, and, and we'll turn up on, on Wednesday and, and, and definitely be going for it. Yeah, Lee, um, I just wanted to ask you about Albie Morgan because obviously there's been issues in the past few weeks with some of his defensive work but I thought today in the second half he showed a lot of heart going back on the defensive side made a couple of very good late challenges one just to hear your thoughts on how you felt his game was today um Albie tried he tried and I'd like him to be a bit braver like you're asking me the question I'm going to be honest with you I, I want him to be braver um a couple of times he looked like he half pulled out of tackles that's what it looked like from, from me on the side. I don't know if, you, if you're watching the same, but that's what it looked like to me. And But that's not really part of his game. His game is getting on the ball and playing. But unfortunately, you, you, you need to do both sides of the game if you, if you want to be a top, top player. Um, so that's something that we have to work with. But 
I thought to, to throw him in at half time, he, he, he done well. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers there. And it's done. Yes! 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 Oh, it's yes! Oh, Patrick Barr! Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. Uh, just heard there from Lee Bayer, uh, obviously talking about yesterday's uh, game with Wigan and looking ahead to uh, the, uh, the the game up at Leeds on Wednesday evening. Uh, it's very very generous of him, Nathan, offering to buy a pub uh, for the Leeds United players. I mean, that that's one of my big hopes is that they get absolutely smashed between now and and, and Wednesday, having won the title. But I mean, we saw Bielsa made seven changes for this afternoon's trip to to Derby County to presumably allow for a few hangovers and um I mean that didn't stop them but um yeah you could tell he was pleased I, I didn't really know how he'd be at full time because I, I guess he can't go in too negative because we didn't win because obviously we, there's, there's still a job to do whether we whether we win or don't on uh or yesterday so he has to try and manage his squad and and get them fired up for what will surely be one of the biggest games in a lot of their careers yeah, of course it will, and I think obviously if he came out too negative, um, as much as you know, everyone wants to win every game. We've just scored a last-minute winner, which it could, you know, it could prove pivotal. But um, it's going to be tough, um, and uh, you know, it's going to be interesting um, if we do talk about it later tactically how he sets up. But uh, um, I mean, it's a tight, like you say, it's, a, it's, a, it's probably the biggest game in a lot of people's. Um, career so far I mean obviously you had the playoff final last year which was obviously in terms of spectacle was one of the biggest games but in terms of importance of staying in a, in, in a league of, of, of this ilk and on the sort of budget that we've had it'll be definitely one of the biggest games we've had for a long 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 time and um, we we all know that everyone's going to give 110% like they do every game but um, we're just going to need that little bit of I think a little bit of luck to be honest Um but yeah, I mean, it's going to be a big game and it'll be interesting how he sets up. Yeah, and we will. Yeah, I'll ask you some tactical questions later on in the show, Nave, because I know that's your, 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 you're an expert in that field. Um, uh, we, we heard there, Mark, about Lee Bayer talking about, 
you know, jo- making a few jokes about the Leeds players having a bit to drink between now and then. But, you know, we've seen, we've seen Liverpool certainly seem to have taken their foot off the gas a little bit since, uh, since we're having the title confirmed in the Premier League. Um, like I say, they, they didn't seem to do that this afternoon. But do you think there is any way we can hope that, Ch- that, that we might find a, a Leeds side who aren't quite firing on all cylinders on, on Wednesday evening? Oh, you know, there's every chance. I mean, it, it's it's one of those things. It's, it's you don't know. You don't, I, Leeds haven't really impressed me. I mean, I know they've won and they're going up as champions. I don't think they're the best team in this division. I, I truly don't. I think Brentford are better, um, and so I think it's everyone's saying, "Oh, Leeds, Leeds, so good." I'm thinking, well, you know, we, we saw they almost got beat by Barnsley. I should have got beat by Barnsley the other day, and like I say, they did draw. Was it Luton? And like I say they don't impress me. I think if we if we go up with Endeavour, I'm slightly I'm, I say I'm slightly worried. But I mean, obviously, pretends who's fit. Uh, Matthews looks like he's had a touch of a knock, and whether he can do it on Wednesday night. Um, missing Prattley, I'd probably felt a little happier if he'd been available. But he's not. So it's whether Field, you know, I know he came off at half time. Whether he's good enough to start is it one it's who's fit and how he gets motivated and who he starts with up front I think there's lots of this and that's you know the Leeds players you, you, you expect everyone to turn up on their game and then it's how you turn up with yours yeah. that's, that's the bottom line of everything Excellent stuff. Right, let's have a look at some of the messages that have come in over the course of the afternoon. Duncan Brand sent an email to studio at charltonlive.co.uk. Duncan said, I'll be so pleased when this season is over. I cannot take the stress. That goal from McCauley is so, so crucial. It's a shame he didn't show the same composure in the first half and against Millwall, Reading and Birmingham. Admiration for him putting in such an important chance away, given his lack of confidence. Well, well done to the team for fighting to the end. Uh, the first time we've scored two goals in a game since February. The first time we've come back twice in a game since West Brom in January. All this against a Wigan side who are on such a good run. We go into Wednesday with a chance. It's in our own hands. That in itself is a tremendous achievement, given all that has gone on this season, having the smallest squad in the league and a League One standard, uh, especially without Gallagher, Leco, and Taylor. If the players can give it, they're all for a final 90 minutes uh, especially Josh Cullen who looks so tired uh, and we finally get a bit of luck and maybe even a penalty decision going our way then we'll do it come on you Reds and Fulham and Blackburn that's from Duncan in Orpington great email there Duncan yeah I'll pick up on that point he made about Macaulay Bond then Tom because obviously we heard what Lee Bayer said in that in that press conference just then you know he was sort of taking credit for his uh, performance saying you know having having publicly uh, sort of told him off uh, over the last couple of weeks, he felt that you know McCauley was either going to go one way or the other, and and he was pleased to put in what what Bo described as as Macca's best performance in a Charlton shirt. I think he deserves a huge amount of credit. Yeah, and and I said it on Twitter yesterday that I think some of the not abuse that's not the right word, but some of the criticism directed his way, I think, has come out of frustration and fear at, at where we are, which is understandable. And as as the other guys have said, some of the one-on-ones that he should be putting away I agree with people that you would expect a striker whatever division they're in to be scoring those but I think he's become a lightning rod because of that and I think we have to remember that some of our goal scorers the key goal scorers in Leco, Gallagher and obviously Lyle aren't there and I think if you'd have told him at the start of the season that he'd be our leading striker he wouldn't have believed it and I don't think realistically he thought he was ready for that you know we saw that piece he did with Rich early in the season where he said I'm not sure I'm ready yet but 
that's not why I'm here. I'm here as a work in progress. Boya said the same. And he's not only stepped up, but he's now our joint top goal scorer. Um, and I think he deserves a huge amount of credit for that because holding his hands up and saying he's not ready is a sign of someone that's perhaps not fragile, but perhaps understands his place in the pecking order and isn't, ex- you know, isn't brimming with confidence. But that finish yesterday, and obviously the club put out the slow motion version today with the angle from behind the goal, that first touch to bring it down. And then, as the other guys have said, to just calmly slot it past the keeper. It's a brilliant finish. Absolutely brilliant. And like I say, it doesn't excuse him missing that one-on-one because you would expect him to score it. But he's done so well to take that on board. And, and Boya clearly knows him better than any of us do and, and knows what's going to get him playing in the right way and push the right buttons. But um, he's still got to go out there and do it. And yeah, I think I can't speak highly enough of Bond. And I think, again, whatever division we're in next season, if we can keep hold of him and keep working on him and work on that, clinical finishing then we're going to have some player because even in the championship there's there's no reason he can't go on to get 15 20 goals next season if, if we're still there so um yeah i was i was really impressed with him yesterday excellent stuff right rick frost says i think uh doughty uh alfie doughty deserves huge credit for a young lad that started the season at bromley to be called back and literally dropped in at the deep end and has grown into the team and yesterday's goal was as important as the equaliser. He's a credit to the club. Yeah, I agree 100% with that one. Uh, Rick, right next message uh, comes in from Steve. Afternoon, chaps. Unlike Birmingham, this was a draw that felt like a win. The team isn't good enough for the championship. It's weaker than last year's team. And even then, we went on to lose Leco, Gallagher and Taylor. So while we may not be good enough, the pride, spirit and battle of this team cannot be criticised. It's just another game like the last two that we should have won but didn't, and now it's set up to be a nerve-wracking night on Wednesday. I just hope that the fighting spirit can see us through one last time. Alfie, Matthews and Field were the top performers, and a great cameo by Chuksanike as well. Great finish by Bond, covered up a poor game in his opinion. My head says we'll lose on Wednesday, but I'm hoping that Fulham and Brentford, both with something to play for, will win and mean our result doesn't matter. With the financial concerns, this could be one of the biggest games ever for the club, so come on, boys. Do us proud. And then finally, McSquared says, so somewhat inevitably, it's come down to the final match. It's likely that everyone's nails will be chewed to the bone as things develop on Wednesday evening, but at least we start in pole position thanks to Bond's added time strike yesterday. Even if we don't get anything against Leeds, Barnsley and Wigan would both have to win and Luton would need a point at least for the unthinkable to happen. Hull are now out of the equation, of course. Boyer was spot on in his assessment. Even though we missed several clear-cut chances and gave away two sloppy goals yesterday, the character and fight was there for all to see. Doughty in particular had a superb game and looked to threat every time he ran at the Wigan defence. It was great to see Anike finally make a telling contribution with that header and Bond finally seems to be getting his confidence back in front of goal. Let's hope that Leeds will over-celebrate like Liverpool did and we will be able to take advantage on the night. Finally, Simon's tweeted in saying Wednesday it's simple. Plan A is win. Plan B, pray that Scott Parker does us a favour and himself a massive favour as well. Yeah, uh, let's just hope that we, <laughs> we only have to worry about plan A and don't come on to plan B, C, D or E or F uh, which uh, all the permutations allow for. Right, let's hear from a former Leeds man actually, the Charlton Athletic skipper Jason Pearce uh, came to speak to us after yesterday's draw uh, with Wigan Athletic and again I asked him how he felt after that point and going into of course a final uh, deciding game at Ellen Road. Yeah, it was a, just a tough tough game, we knew that them coming off the back of an 8-0 win it was going to be tough and we had to be at it and although we probably conceded two poor goals from our behalf but the boys gave everything I think and hopefully the fans saw that 
um, watching. Um, and yeah, like like you say, it, it could be a huge point. I think we've come off to get that point. It's, it's massive for us psychologically. Not going into the relegation zone is great and gives us gives ourselves a, a good opportunity going to Leeds, really. Yeah, of course, it means it's in our own hands ahead of Wednesday night against uh, your, your former club as well. But um, uh, it's, it's a big ask. But Lee said you, you'd much prefer it in your own hands rather than worrying about other teams, you know, below us. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, of course you want it in your own hands. You don't want to be going to Leeds in the relegation zone and, and trying to having to try, get a result. We, we, the last, since we've been back, to be honest, I think, all the lads are giving their all and, and, and to be fair we've been quite unlucky in, in a few results so today we, we, we got a draw and I, I think we, we, we deserve to win the game in my opinion but um, but we didn't um, but we like you say it's a massive point and yeah it's in our own hands so we're going to go there full of confidence and, and do do our best like we've, like we've been doing all season You mentioned the two goals we conceded obviously like, like the defence has been really good since uh... Since, since you come back, so it must be a disappointment. Just all of a sudden, a, a couple of sloppy goals like that, which is, which hasn't really been like been like Charlton since since coming back from lockdown. Yeah, I think um, in, in in games of that magnitude, where it's really very important, it's just it, it is important not to take silly risks. Um, not saying that there are definite silly risks, but it's just we need to clear our lines at times and, and do what we have to do in, in a game like that. But we are, we're unfortunate to consider two goals and on our behalf defensively you might say it's not, it's not been like us but I think it just shows great character from all of us no one no one got down on it everyone just keep, kept going and keep giving their all the uh, performance today I mean you personally must look like you came away with a few uh, um, bruises and, uh, and a few uh, a few aches and pains how are you feeling because uh, there was one bad knock in particular yeah no um I've got some massive stud marks down down the back of my leg, and uh, yeah, my t my calf went really tight. Um, I thought I was going to have to come off at one point, but I just I managed to keep on going. But no, it's, um, I think we're walking wounded at the minute in the changing room. But everyone's given their all, you know, and it's been tough since we've come back. But we just we just keep on going, and well, for me, me personally, I'll, I'll make sure that I'm I'm there Wednesday night and playing. Um, and I'll do what I have to do, and, and I'm sure that'll be the same for the other lads. So no, we, we'll keep on giving our all. So, and the mood, mate. I mean, you know, we've uh, we've had a few heartbreaks in last minute goals go against us. So, on the plus side, it's nice to for it to go back the other way. But you know, when we've had uh, two on the trot, what looked like Stonewall penalties dismissed, is it something you can? Uh, you, that obviously bothers you at the time, but uh, can you just put that to one side and move on? I think you have you have to put it to one side and move on, but it is, it is frustrating, you know. You feel like the <laughs> luck's against you a little bit um, with everything going on, and, and you're not getting them decisions. It does it does become frustrating, but I think it's credit to all the boys and just keep on going and keep on fighting for for, for that shirt and, and and for the club. And I'm hoping I'm hoping the people at home can can see the lads are giving their all and for the club, and and we'll continue to do that um, obviously on Wednesday as well. So. Yeah, things are sometimes things don't go against you, but we'll we'll, we'll make our own luck, um, and hopefully it will happen, and, and we'll do all right on Wednesday. As a skipper, mate, you've uh, obviously it's your it's your task to to up the lads on the pitch, and uh, you've got you've had a, a few youngsters on there. You've got uh, Alfie, obviously, has made quite a few appearances and superb goal again today. But uh, Josh Davidson in the side again today uh, did superbly. Must uh, the, the squad must be really proud of the, the way the young lads have come in and performed. Yeah, they've been great, you know, and I think. 
obviously us, us older lads have got to set an example in training and in games and, and Bo, Bo expects a certain standard um, and the young lads are coming in and being superb you know and I think I don't think anyone saw Josh starting today just because of the, the lads that have been playing but he, he's fully deserved his chance today um, he's, he's been doing brilliant in training he's a handful he's got a great attitude and, and I, was, I, was, I was delighted for him to be fair um, and Alfie he's a young prospect coming through and he's, he's, he's done great again so now the young lads uh, and Albie, Albie Morgan as well like they're all doing really well and, it's, and they've just they come into come into the team and look like they they should be there all the time. So and, and and also they're keeping good players out of the team as well. So now nah, credit credit where credit's due for the young lads and they they've been great and, and pushing the other lads and, and we're all pushing each other. So just got to go one last push uh, for the Leeds game, which is going to be obviously a massive massive game, massively tough game. Uh, um, but we we still believe um, that we can get a get a result. We're going into the game on the back of that today. Must have boost compared to yeah, for sure. Got uh, it. I think it's just getting to, to the last few minutes, and you're thinking, oh no, we're going to lose, and then to get that, it feels feels a bit like a win. But I still, I still felt we we, we should have won the game, to be honest. And we, I know we've been saying that, and Bose has been saying that after his post match com- um, press conferences. But we we feel like we're playing well at the moment. We're not we're not a team down there and playing poorly. We 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 feel like we're playing well and giving every team a game. So. We've got to take that confidence and playing top of the league, just been promoted, they've won the league. So we've got nothing to lose going there and we'll, we'll give our all like we always have, have done. Hi, Jason. Hope you can hear me all right. Um, you mentioned that Leeds, Leeds game is obviously going to be a massive one. I guess it's hard to know what the sort of mindset of the Leeds players will be, really. Obviously, you know, promoted yesterday, champions today. You know, you'd imagine their focus you know, may not be there completely like it will be for you guys. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I've been promoted a couple of times in my career, you know, and I think the manager always wants to finish the season on a high. So I think they make sure they're focused and ready. Um, they, they've they obviously at the start of the season set out their aim was to get promoted, and they've done that now. So I just hope we can catch them on a bad day, and we're and we're fully fully on it. Um, and, and we like I say, we'll, we'll we will give our best on the day, and hopefully we'll, we'll get a result. Um, but yeah, you, do, you just never know what what they're mindset's going to be like so we just hope we catch them on a bad day they're a good team right welcome back that was jason pierce uh speaking to us after the game yesterday um uh, yeah I, you could see nafe he's really pleased of the fight you know he's the sort of player who who you think would would drive a you know lead, lead the team on in, in a battle like that situation and i guess he's just got to do it one more time yeah, exactly and i think um I think the whole, I think the whole season. I think no one's ever uh, questioned the you know the fight or the, you know the the determination of the, the group of players that we've got there. And I think just some there's been some games where we've just lacked that little bit of quality, really. And um, I mean, yeah, it's one 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 big push. And I think that's what what Bowie would probably be saying to me. It's like, listen, everything's done now. You can't change. It's one game. Just win this game. However you do it, you you give hundred like you've done all year you know if you get a chance just come on just one game just try and take it you know not that they won't obviously try and miss on purpose before but um, and yeah and I mean someone with with Jason Pierce's attributes of you know uh, I mean there was a game where he was, he was hobbling and I think was it Saturday, was it yesterday he was hobbling after in the first half yeah, or something but he's and, okay uh, as, as we heard in the interview he's, he's, he's okay so we don't need to worry yeah. too much about that yeah so that's what I mean. So I mean, and usually you know that if if, if Pierce stays down, then you know he's he's in trouble. But um, I mean, he's come back. He's got he's had a black eye. 
Um, you know, he seems to go through the wars, but that's the sort of player he is. And I think if you're a if you're a player like an Albie Morgan, an Alfie Doughty, a Lapsley, and you're looking at, and that's your leader, and that's the standards that he's setting, um, you're going to have to buy into that. And if, if if you're not buying into that, you're not going to play like Bowie, your own play player. So um, I think, yeah, I can't think of any, any anyone else to show that as an example. And obviously, him used to play for Leeds, you know, and he's played for other other big clubs. Um, he knows what it's about, and I'm sure he will be in that dressing room along with, even though you know, perhaps is, you know wasn't there yesterday, but he'll be in in and around the training pitch, you know, G and everyone up, and just saying, right, one more time, boys, and then we'll have a nice little break. And um, but yeah, hopefully we can we can do it. But I think the the, the, the work rate is never forward, you know, and it's just we just need that little bit of luck. Mm. Like I think one of the boys said, like a you know a, a shot off Jason Pierce's bum or. Tom Hemmed's nose or you know what I mean like, or Lee Novak's nose back when he used to play for us but, <laughs> um, or penalty that's, and that's all we need and that's all we really care about so I think with Jason at the helm uh, with that armband then he's going to demand 100% from every single player yeah um, I mean we, we, we heard Jason there Mark talking about the fact that we conceded two very sloppy goals it hasn't really been the way we've been playing too much I guess the, the goal at Birmingham away was quite sloppy as well but it tended we, we've tended to defend reasonably well since lockdown um, so I mean you I don't know if that was a case of the nerves sort of settling in but we, we can't afford to be making any mistakes like that against Leeds United on Wednesday No you can't even give them a sniff I mean you look at the first three games lovely three clean sheets and we look very tight at the back um, I know Bo you said that because of um, Prattley's injury that's how Burnham scored the last minute otherwise that would have been a clean sheet Millwall for 80 minutes we know we they, they weren't really a threat um, we invited them on um, like I said to you at the start of the programme I'm not I'm not the happiest with Lockyer at the moment I don't think he's 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 back to his how he was earlier in the season. I'm not sort of like picking on him per se because Matthews is looking good, but because he's bombing forward, you need to have somebody who's going to say, you know what, I can cover that side if I need to. And if he gets caught, we're looking a bit weak on the um, right hand side because whoever's in front of him isn't sort of like tracking back and helping, and it's sort of like pulling us out of shape. I mean, that's the thing. We've got the best keeper in the league, you know, and in Pierce, like I say, you've got a warrior. Um, Doherty when he's playing on the left is lovely you know and Matthews is, but there's something just slightly not right with concentration or nerves or something and we're talking about penalties it seems to me that I don't know if you've got the, you know, if you know the stats off the top of your head or one of the boys might know we don't seem to have had as many pens this year as we have had sort of like in previous years and I know we're not getting into the opposing box but I know the ones we haven't been given as well but you know it's saying we're getting a penalty but you know it seems that we're down on our penalty luck so maybe that'll change on Wednesday night Hopefully yeah that's what we need uh, any form of luck really yeah but a penalty uh, being awarded to us would would appear to be the, the the bit of luck that certainly has escaped us so far, or, or certainly recently. So, Tom, it's it's a tough one to say how we're going to set up. I'm sure Nathan will talk about this one tactically more. But we, I mean, I imagine we'd probably want to go for the three at the back that we've seen quite a lot recently. You know, it's worked for us away at West Brom, uh, away at Fulham. Um, you know, thinking of big clubs we've gone to away from home and played well against. Um, I'd be very surprised if we don't opt for that against uh, against Leeds on Wednesday evening. I think it'll be yeah, very similar. Um, maybe one of the creative midfielders from the start because I know the, the middle of midfield was a little bit more 
defensive or conservative um, yesterday. But yeah, it's obviously it sounds very obvious, but this is the one game where we haven't got to look any further forward than that 90 minutes. So you just get everyone playing at absolute maximum for the, for the entire game. Um, you run the socks off, off Doherty and, and Matthews either side. Um, Cullen at the base of the midfield as you say possibly with field if he's fit um, and if you put someone like a Johnny or an Aiden on and you say to one of them look you just give me everything you've got for 60 minutes and we'll swap you then and put the other on um, yeah they've just got to give their absolute everything and, and I think that width not only in the goal that we saw yesterday but so many times Darity has picked up what two or three assists or like pre-assists if you like so the ball before assist in the past two or three games so I think it's absolutely crucial that him and Matthews are, are just going to be such a key part of the game um, so yeah I would expect to see the three at the back and, and plenty of width in our side mm, Right come on in Nathan I've, I've built up your tactical now so if you're, if you're Lee Bowyer how are you approaching a game against a, a rampant lead side? Uh, it's a good question. It's going to be it's good because the, the the balance he's going to have to have is obviously he, we're going to have to score. So it's going to be interesting if he either tries and soaks up the pressure because um, if he if he's going to have to press from the front, you're going to probably have to go with Davidson, isn't you? Because he's got the energy. You you ain't going to get that much of a press from Tamar or maybe Chuck to a certain extent. But then at the same time on the transition. It's a case of, is Davidson going to be able to hold the ball up enough, like Chucks could, to bring the others into play? And then, for me, I would I would probably go against the grain. I'd probably have Davidson, but I'd always I'd, I'd put Green in there, just for the fact. Because at the moment, we don't have any ball carriers. So if you look at... So I would imagine he'll go for wing-backs again, because Luke Halen's going to come back in. He came off the bench today. So they they push always push their full-backs on. So I think we're going to have to have... Whoever, whenever we get that ball, we're going to have to have an outlet because a Cullen field and a, a whoever, who else is, who else am I missing in that middle? Uh, who played in the middle yesterday? Cullen field and someone Forced else. Forced Yeah, Forster Kasky. They're not advanced players in terms of going beyond. And so again, if are we just going to go long again like we have been, and then relying on Josh Davison to hold the ball up? I don't know. You know what I mean? So. It's interesting because he's going to have to balance it because we can't just sit there and soak it up all day because we've done exactly the same against Brentford. Um, And eventually time will tell, I think, with the players that they've got, if that's who they start. I know Calvin Phillips, I don't think, is fit, um, which would be a good thing for us. But, uh, yeah, I'd I'd probably go, I'd agree with Ty, I'd probably go three at the back. Um, Whether or not I I would probably sacrifice one of those defensive midfielders... um, a Jake, a probably Jake, I would say, and I'd put Johnny in there because at least Johnny has got energy to move around a pitch on a press. Um, and then Chuck's or Josh, but I'd probably go with Josh, and then I would go for Green just for his pace and just be able to stretch him in the channels. Yeah, I mean, so that that is a debate that's going to be had, Mark, about which, which strikers are involved. Um, I mean, you, you you'd assume McCauley will be one of them if we are going with a two up top. Um, and Josh Davison played well yesterday, his first minutes. Tom Ahmed wasn't really fit enough to start. Chuksanike uh, is highlighted as a player who Lee Bowyer prefers to bring off the bench as an impact sub. So, I mean, Andre Green waiting in the wings, hasn't played, uh, as even, I think he might have come on once at Cardiff off the top of my head. Uh, and Davison did well yesterday, but it'd be one hell of a big game to, to chuck him into. Which way do you think Lee might go with that? 
Well, it's difficult because you've got the youthful exuberance of Davison, or you've got a more experienced. I think Bowie is going to go for Hamid. I personally wouldn't. You know, I'm, I'm with Nathan. I'd, I'd, I'd put Green in because um, I think he's rapid, he's quick, and if you can get him to harass people, which that's what Davison did so well yesterday. He held the ball well. He got his head and you know knock-ons. He got a couple. He's, he's quite a big unit. Um, it's deceptive because you think you know he's actually not that big, but he is actually sort of like got something about him. I think Bowie is going to go for Hamid if I'm if I'm honest. And like I said, he uses Chuck as, as an impact sub. Um, I'm not sure about if you look at McGreedy or Williams. Um, it's they don't. I don't look at them going. You know what? They, they've done enough to be a game changer. McGreedy's looked better, you know, since he's come back from lockdown, but. It's, it's difficult to know if you're starting with Williams because he's going to get kicked and, you know, he picks up fouls straight away. And the last thing you want is having to make a sub in the first 15, 20 minutes because he's been belted three times by the um, Leeds thugs. Um, it's, it's difficult. I think Cullen needs some help in, in a defensive midfield with field, you know, even if you put Deji in midfield and he's a bit more athletic and put himself around. Um it, it's, it's awkward I think I'm agree with the wing backs so I mean I wouldn't be adverse really to putting Deji in the back you know alongside Pearson and Naby so it's, it's, it's hard but like mm-hmm. I, my gut feeling is that Bowie is going to go with Hamid yeah, well, plenty of decisions for the addicts boss to make there. So, Tom, finally, I guess, really, you know, we're, we're, we're Ellen Road at, at the best of times is a very difficult place to go. You know, the, the crowd are on your back. It's always a, a vocal contingent there up at, up at Leeds and a, and a massive support. You think the fact that, you know, we, we try, we, we've talked about this before, but the fact that there is no Leeds crowd there could maybe just take a little bit of the edge off. Um, although then you'll still have to deal with quite a rampant Leeds side anyway. Yeah, I genuinely just just don't know. And I think first five minutes of the game will be key. It will give you an idea as to their intensity. But at this point, I just couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you if they are going to be on the beach, whether they're going to be up for a party and ready to smash someone 5-0. Obviously, the lack of crowd is going to make a difference. But And I think Liverpool were playing the other night. I think it was the Arsenal game. And one of the pundits was saying, look, it doesn't matter how much... Because it's easy to, to talk about the Bielsa factor and say, you know, Bielsa's not going to let them drop off. But you can say all the right things in the dressing room. But the truth is, they've gone out to win the title this year and they've already done it. So it, there's going to be like an untangible, if that's the right word, 5% that is just going to naturally drop off because they've got no, they haven't got anything to play for. And it's whether we can capitalise on that or whether that relaxes them. Um and as I've said plenty of times since the restart, the times where we've looked like we're struggling, and Mark mentioned it earlier, for me, it's nerves. It's a lack of confidence. And that was the same for the first 10 minutes yesterday. So I think if we can get over that and play with a bit of confidence and start well, then I, I agree with Nath that there's no reason necessarily to fear this game any more than any other. It's a side we've beaten before. As I said, they're going to be slightly off their normal pace. Um and we've just got to go there and believe in ourselves because if, if we show any sign of weakness, they're a side that will capitalise on that and before you know it, we could be in big trouble. So we have to start well and we have to be confident and I don't think there's any reason why we shouldn't be. Right, let's call it a day here then, Tom. So while I've got you, your prediction for the game against Leeds uh, and the second question, will Charlton stay up? Uh, I'll answer the second one first and say I think we'll stay up. I think we'll draw one all. 
but I think results will go our way that mean we stay up. And I don't know what those results are because I still don't understand it, but I do think we'll be safe, but I think we'll draw. Nathan, same questions to you. Uh, I think we'll I think we'll win one nil, and I think Maka will come off the bench and score it, um, and it'll be an amazing win. But I also think they'll uh, we'll probably have we probably would have survived survived if we lost anyway because results will go away. Nice, and then Mark, final say. Right, I think we're going to draw, and I think results. I agree with the boys. Results will go our way. And uh, we'll be there by the skin of our teeth. And then we can play Guess We Owner. <laughs> Lovely. I'll take that all day long. So, uh, a clean sweep of people who think we're going to survive in the championship. And I really hope that is going to be the case. Right. We've come to the end of uh, this week's Charlton Live. Thank you for listening all the way to the very end. Uh, there's just one more game left to go. One more massive game and we'll know by 10 o'clock on Wednesday evening whether the Addicts have survived in the Championship. Thank you to all of you who have listened. Thank you to Mark, to Tom and to Nathan for joining me on this week's show. Cheers, mate. And uh, oh, I just lost him right at the end there, so there we go. <laughs> so thanks to all of you uh, who've listened. I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope and I pray that Lee Bowyer's boys can get over the line on Wednesday evening. We shall see you later on in the week. <laughs> decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy mail checks invoices legal documents and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.